Hi, this is our triumphant return. And what what better way to mark our return than with a ad for mattresses? Hey, let me ask you something, Neil. <laughs> yeah? You like sleeping? You know I do. Mostly. You like fucking? Yeah. What do you do both of them shits on? The floor? No, man. You're better than that. Um, you- no, what, on mattresses. Moshe, mattresses. look, you and I have, have are very lucky people in that we get, sometimes we get offers for things. Yep. We're both going to get these uh, Satva mattresses. Satva. Here's the thing about Satva mattresses. It's the website is smarterbed.com. Smarterbed.com. And you get a Satva brand mattress. Okay, they, here's the thing about Satva. They, you know how they, this is, most of their thing is like customer service, which is you. There's a, they will bring the mattress to you. They will take your old mattress right. and they will install the new one. They don't just dump it at your house and then you have to get it up the stairs and all kinds of shit. Uh, you know, you know, a mattress doubles in weight over five years. Do you know that? With like garbage and with m- your disgusting my- ass skin ass yeah. flakes, so and gross. bed bugs and grodiness. So does, yeah, doubles in weight. Get rid of that old weight and go to Satva. No, they got smarterbed.com. Smarterbed.com. Get yourself a Satva mattress. They- uh, most mattresses are like two G's. Satva nine hundred bucks, and it's comfortable, luxurious, and beautiful. Yeah, and they, it's like all natural. It's good shit. Um, the and here's the good news: if you don't like it. Because it is when you order online, it's a there's a thing about ordering online where it's a bit like here you ordered it, fuck off. They have a 75 day return policy, and they'll come days. and get it. Yo, just get it, sleep on it for 75 days, and then call Satva and say I don't want anymore. Don't do that. You won't do that because you'll be so damn comfortable. Smarterbed.com. 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 And uh, Satva does not drop a very heavy box on your doorstep that you're left unpacked. We already said this. Satva. Smarterbed.com. We've got mattresses coming. We'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start a sleeping podcast. Yep. Me and Neil are going to be <laughs> starting this podcast with a black guy between the two of us. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. Um, all right. So this is the this is the welcome home episode. Welcome back. We got Wanda Sykes. Now you're fucking with the champs. Yeah. Uh, hey everybody! Hi! Hey, how are you? They're, we're doing a live champs. Everybody, make some motherfucking noise! Yes, yes, Neil. It is a shock that anyone is here. Um, I actually will, uh, do. You guys want to move, or you, uh, you want to just? I'll stay behind the chair. What do you want to do? Um, I uh, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. I hope we're recording, right? We're good. Yes. Uh, this is the most professional shit we've ever done in our lives. I, I was expecting a full house. I, I swear to God. Well, because it's been such a long time since we've done an episode. I thought people would be flying in from other provinces and shit yeah, like yeah. that. Taking boats in. You were right to think that. By the way, I guess you just woke up. Um, hey, man, I'm trying to keep with the theme of our podcast. 12.05. Uh, okay, so... We'll, we'll let you guys know what we've been up to in a second. Our guest today... Uh, we don't want to waste any more time. Uh, yeah. Wanda, I put you in my uh, top ten comics of all time. Is that too lofty? Really? Yeah, I really would. You're you're by far my you're my favorite female comic by far. And I split things up by gender. So I don't. You're my favorite comic, regardless of your gender. Thank you. You're welcome. I think it's important that you're a woman. That means a lot to me, (laughs) and I think about it a lot. Um, 
Here's my I've known you for 25 years. So I used to yeah. the doorman when Wanda was first starting out. Not first starting out, when you first moved to New York. Right. You've been doing right. it a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? Oh, Jesus. Uh, that just going to make me sound real old. You don't uh, have to answer. Well, it's got to be close to 30 years, right? I started in 87. Yeah, 28 years. I'm not going to do the math, but... It's yeah. 28 fucking years. Wow. Look at me. Not to lean into stereotypes, but you still look good. Well, thank you. It has it's not cracked. Yeah, yeah, no. No, but see, it's not the, the exterior. It's the infrastructure. Oh, the, the interior has cracked. Is it cracking? Black inside's oh, cracked? Is that, that's the old saying. Sickle cell, hypertension, high blood pressure. Clogged stuff, you never know. So, <laughs> are you? Are you? Do you get a lot of like? All right, so you have money now. Do you do a lot of like medical shit that is like? Uh, you go to like weird doctors and stuff? No, I don't. I don't like. Oh, those know, mega Hollywood doctors. Yeah, yeah I don't, just I don't like know, that craziness. You know, like go scan. Yeah, freeze yourself and yeah. Scan What's the weirdest stuff? thing that you do because you have money now? The weirdest thing I do because I have money. Um. Damn, what do I, uh, I, I eat well and, and... That's crazy I, weird. That's I, so weird. I, I, That's, I, I, you're I, wild. I, this I, is like I, MC yeah, Hammer all really over again. Weird. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a weird person. You know, I, I buy uh, expensive wine. Maybe That's expensive. How expensive? That's not even weird. How, what's, what's an expensive I, I wine? I've dropped about 400 for a bottle. That's like, is that, the, that's the top? Um, yeah, that's the most I've, I've spent. Do you, you consistent? Can find, you can find more, you know, wine is more expensive. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like, for me, it's like Boone's Farm private collection. <laughs> you know I mean? That's your, that's your, <laughs> yeah, it's like four, it's like four seventy five a bottle, you know what I mean? Four, four dollars and seventy five cents a bottle. Okay. All right, well, I was thinking about you today. The, do you remember your first good joke? Do you, what was the first joke you did that where you were like, okay, I'm, I'm a good joke writer? Because oh, I have man. a couple in mind that I remember. Your blockbuster video card joke. Remember what that said, joke? I don't remember that joke. That you used to say that men were so cheap that they'd act like their blockbuster video card was like a credit card. And <laughs> it still works. Premise still works. Wow. You don't remember that joke? I don't remember It's that a great joke. joke. And you have another joke that I think is especially apropos now, which is you were talking about uh, a prisoner got... Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Transgender surgery. Uh, yes, yes. And because what was the, you tell people the punchline? Uh, the, the joke was that the, the taxpayers we pay for prisoners to get uh, transgender surgery because they uh, said it was cruel and uh, unusual punishment because they, you know, these guys felt like they were a woman uh, trapped in a man's body. And I said, well, if that's the case, uh, I'm really a rich. White woman trapped in this poor black woman's body. Yeah. Where's my check? <laughs> yeah. But, oh, you know, I remember a good joke I did. Uh, it was about men being cheap. And it was, uh, I was. I said, this guy was so cheap, uh, he would back up to the toll so that the booth would be on my side. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Dude, that was, you were like the only, because it was like you, Dave, Tony Woods, Jeff Ross, Attell, all those guys, and you'd be on the shows and you'd be killing with everybody else. So when you, when you find, alright, I want to talk about your husband, do you ever talk about your husband? I, I, I don't know. Because it was, I'm not going to say it was a clearly abusive relationship, <laughs> but he was on some low-key Ike Turner shit. Like, where he just seemed like, was it just because of your hair? He was like, I got to somehow take it there. <laughs> 
Uh, I get pretty old. My hair was it was yeah. like permed and yeah, yeah. Pratt, she had pressed yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was wild. Look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but it was. I always felt like, oh, he doesn't like this stand-up shit at all. He looked miserable yeah. every time I saw him. I, and, think, I just think he's probably just miserable all around. Oh, okay. Know? Yeah, it was probably uh, several other things. You Why know? did you like, marry I, him? The, the cheese is cooking on my Big Mac, you know. Oh, he was that kind of guy? about everything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this burnt fry. What the, you know, just, why did you decide that he was the one? What made you decide? Um, I, it just, I just, it just felt right. Yeah. And seems like it was right based on your description of the French fry thing. <laughs> seems like a he seems like a guy. Yeah. No, it got, he, it, it, it got bad after, but before, you know, it was like, okay, this, this could, you know. Do you think what Neil's, what Neil's saying is true is that there was some, because I have noticed that a, a lot of uh, women that date guys that are outside the industry say like eventually their jealousy of the, the power that they exude as a, as a comedian starts it's, to yeah, creep in. Yeah, I think, yeah, guys would, you know, have an have, have a issue dating female comics, especially, I think, in like successful women, you know. Yeah, I think it's, it's like, successful yeah, women of any because kind, it's, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like they just snatch your balls and... And uh, you know, but and it's not them. It's it's more like how the people um, talk to the guys. You know, it's like yeah. you become Mister Wanda. You know, yeah, that's and, the name of your sitcom, right, Mister Wanda? Yes, it's Mister Wanda. No, it's the name of his on, his sitcom is trying to develop this whole time. Coming on Fox, uh, Mister Wanda. Uh, it's the opposite of Jawanda Man. Yeah, yeah. it's Jawanda Man, folks. <laughs> Jeff Ross wrote that pun for me, guys. I love Jeff Punk. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, did you ever? Okay, so did that lead into you going like I can't even fuck with guys anymore? No, I think I think. Yeah, I that's was, how people become gay, Neil. Yeah, exactly. That I, I, had I was, to have something to do with it. One, one bad date and you turn gay. That's how, it, that's how it happens. That's how it goes down. No, I, the 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 lesbian thing. I knew that before, like okay. when I was a kid. But I was like, ooh, this this shit ain't cool. I better not do this. And then, so I, you know, just got on board. I was like, okay, I'm supposed to date guys. And that's what I did. And then after I, you know, after got to a little point, I was like, you know, what, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, I like pussy. <laughs> you know, I relate to that so much on so many levels. I, too, like pussy. And... No. Was there a moment? I'm on the fence about it. Anyhow, right. right. And it's on the fence about you. I've talked to some people. <laughs> Tell me about it. Did, when you were doing jokes on stage, uh-huh. and they were based on a sort of heteronormative paradigm, and you're like, oh, the men take me out. Oh, men, fuck. I, no, I just tried like an H-bomb. Yeah, heteronormative. Yeah. Uh, did you, was there a little buzzing voice in your head saying you're lying? Or when you were in that relationship? No, was there, you know, no, no, no. What I was saying was, was my truth at the time. You know, but, you know, then, you know, some therapy and talking about shit. I go, wait, but why you just feel uh, uh, out of sorts and like I was uh, miserable drinking a lot. And yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay. It was like, okay, wait a minute. Like to the point, you know, like blacking out. It's like, okay, I, I need to, what is going on? Why am I doing this? And then it's like talking about stuff, and it's like, oh, okay, that's right. And you heard like yeah. an echoing voice, like pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And four hundred dollar wine. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Exactly. 
So did just you, like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the voice. It's like going back. It's the chance podcast in your brain, right? It's like hearing it all over again. And did you, so you like stopped, did things like, what? so was, you didn't have like rashes or, were there any physical manifestations where you're like, oh fuck, this was just from like hiding or something besides like the drinking. I wasn't cutting myself, Neil, when you think. Well, you didn't have the, in the closet rash, that classic ailment. That classic closet rash. Rock cuts and rash. Did you get gangrene? No. Yeah. Gangrene. Ringworm. Did you get ringworm? No. And did you, once you decided, was there a point where you were like going back and forth between men and women? Or once you went to women? No. That's the thing. Once people go gay, they never go back to being that straight. That is not the truth. That's so not true. That's not even close. That's All right, beat me. Top it. Top it. Tell me true. of people that have done it. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know him, but, uh, but then no, happened. a lot of people. I think a lot many, of people. I don't know of any gay guys that have gone gay and then gone back to straight. Because being a gay guy is the, one of the greatest things on planet Earth. In terms, uh, yeah, in terms, in terms of just like having a good time. No, they I'm, are fucking doing it correctly over there. There are plenty of people. There are plenty of people that go one way and then decide, no, that wasn't for me. Well, but I would say you're probably right. It's more more women than men. But maybe they're, they're bisexual, then. You know, yeah, ones that can go back and forth. But, but I, I think I call it greedy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, here's, you could still have sex with a guy in a pinch, though, right? No. No. Under any circumstances. You have a nuanced view of homosexuality. If you had to save if you had to save the world, if it was counting on you saving the world, you'd be like, all right, I'll get it together. If, if it counted on me saving the world. If, if it, yeah, you, but you would fuck a dude if it counted on I would. I would fuck a dude if it for any human being. I would be like, you know, we've had some good years. Bye bye, world. You ain't going out like, yeah. You're not going out like a chump. Fuck everybody. Um, Alright, so my other question is, you like, I was also excited when you started writing for Chris, when you started writing mm-hmm. for Chris's show. So he just saw you and at the club and was like, you're good? Uh, I, I, yeah, I opened for him when he was uh, preparing for Bring the Pain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was at, Louis Ferrand booked me on uh, Caroline's, and I, yeah, I opened for him, and I, and I guess he just remembered me. And uh, it was so funny thing, though, is... I got, you know, I got a call to say, hey, you want to submit some things, some sample, writing samples, and I did. And then, uh, I don't know if I should tell this story, but Chris said that um, he had hired the wrong female. <laughs> there was another female working that's at the hilarious. time, and she had three names. Uh, she used went by three names. That's hilarious. So that time I was one, it's like, oh, and this other person yeah. had three names. So Sally Jesse Ruffin. Yeah, Ruffin. and he was like... Uh, <laughs> So he told somebody, yeah, hey, go get this, the female comic, she has three names, go hire her, she'll be great. And, you know. That's hilarious. Yeah. And, and then, what, then what happened? Were they just like, fuck it, you can stay? When she showed up, he was like, that's not the right one, that's not the right female. <laughs> but, and luckily she didn't, uh, you know, turn out to be a good writer. Oh, they gave her a swing, though. Yeah. Gave, man, that would have been a great Hollywood story. Yeah. You just uh, the other woman with three names. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what uh, Mr. Wanda is all about. That's what the pilot of <laughs> Mr. Wanda is. Yeah. And I'll be living under an overpass right now if and, she worked out, right? And did you feel like Chris was a... See, Chris, my relationship with Chris is he's just a mean older brother. Um, what is he like with you? He's great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Chris is... Uh, 
you know, yeah, it's it's hard to talk to him, but he's you know, but once no, no for real, once you get the conversation yeah. going, it's good. But he's he's shy, like most yeah, of us. I, I think he's very shy, and you know, can, can be aloof a little, you know. But, yeah. But once you get going and and he warms up, then you know, he's 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 gold. He's a you know, great guy. Always been good to me. Yeah. yeah, was that uh, your was that your first big break? Was yeah, the, that I right on that show, definitely. And then did, you definitely. trickled into the show. You're right. Then I ended up getting and you know getting on camera, and basically because we were cheap as a production, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's just cheaper. We but you, luckily you through. guys were all good. Like you yeah. were good, Lance and Ali were good, mm-hmm. Chuck Sklar was right. good, right? Um, Louis was Louis in sketches mm-hmm. very much. Yeah, Louis, um, a few of them. Yeah, yeah, Louis will come in and, and play. And did you get, what did you, did you feel like you learned a lot right now? Oh my God, I learned, everything I know about TV and film, I learned from uh, being on that show. Yeah. Did you ever feel like out of your depth or? Everything, no, no. Because it, it, I mean, it was a, like a, like a, uh, uh, like the little rascals, you know, it's like, hey, let's put on a show. Yeah. But yeah, it felt like that. And, and everybody was pretty cool, pretty supportive. Um, Who was Buckwheat? <laughs> Uh, probably Lance. Yeah, that's that yeah. Yeah. He's done the show. And you play Biggie Shorty, of course, <laughs> in a little film called Pootie Tang. Yes. Round of applause for one. Yeah. <laughs> so did you have a, did you have a moment in that writer's room or when you were on camera or what, uh, where you felt like, I'm always obsessed with this moment where you think to yourself, oh shit, I'm making it. This thing is turning from you know, what I wanted it to be to what it, it what's it's manifesting to become. Like, was there a moment where you got, you realized this is my break? And was there a moment before that where you're like, I'm fucking bombing and I need to do better? Um, you know, it, it was writing monologue jokes because I was like writing more like a rant. And, yeah. and then when the, you know, Chris would do the monologue, I'm like, damn, I'm not getting anything in here. And then it hit me. I was like, oh shit, I just read the paper and write some just jokes, monologue jokes. And once I started doing that, and it was like I was getting the joke in just about, you know, every show. So, yeah, that's when I was like, okay, I, I you know. That's a good feeling. this. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to Neil I about that. I write for Chris. I'm, yeah. I was talking yeah. to Neil about that, that moment on a writing job in particular where you write the joke where you go, cool, I just earned my paycheck. I right, just, right. I now belong here. Right. It's such a sort of empowering feeling. Yeah. yeah. And then you can start stealing shit. Yeah. In the office. Yeah, you, you start, start watching, really, like, obscure stand-up comedy specials. On Netflix from other countries, taking those jokes, pitching them, and getting them on TV. It's a great problem. And then you earn your paycheck. I worked on a show one time where a guy was, this is like also a timestamp of how fucking old I am. A guy got fired because he kept going into the janitor's closet to watch the OJ Simpson trial. I told him, they were like, you can't keep going into the janitor's Like, you have to work. That doesn't sound <laughs> like, like he had, just had to watch the trial. I just heard about a guy speaking of joke theory who in, I was in Italy for three months writing on the Zoolander sequel in the uh, round of applause for Mojang. Yeah, come on, everybody. That's why it's been such a long time, everybody. We got all your tweets and texts and emails and angry upset. Where are the champs? We were out of town. 
Um, but uh, there was a guy. They they don't have a storied history of stand up comedy in Italy. But there was one legend. There was one like big sort of he. This guy always had new stuff. He had an hour a year, and he was their one stand up comedy god. And then the internet hit, and people started translating stand up comedy specials from America and England. And they realized that this dude like had one original special like in the seventies, and had just been doing like Carlin and Richard oh, Pryor, wow. and like in a way, it's a brilliant plan. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> This yeah. guy's a genius. No Wait, one you ever gonna lived play. until you've seen someone do Italian mud bone. Yeah. <laughs> His Italian mud bone was unbelievable. Uh, His bit about stopping saying the N-word after going to Africa no, didn't no, make no, sense yeah, to anybody at all. Yeah, but you know, in his version, he keeps saying, <laughs> yes, uh, "I'm Italian. What are you going to do?" That's what we do. Did he set himself on fire? Hey, that's Pryor's bit. He probably wants to. Apparently, he disappeared into obscurity. This dude, and now he's gone. Um, I already went to Africa. Um, whatever. Long story. <laughs> I would never make fun of Dave in public. Um, okay, so then you started doing your own shows, right? Yeah. What was your first... All right, so what's been your experience with doing TV shows? It sucks. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... I, I what about it? So it's, like, fun. explain no. the but, thing about oh, sucking. Okay, here it is. Okay, you, you, the first show... What was the first show? I think it was... Uh, was it Wanda Large? Or, I think maybe it was Wanda Large. My first network sitcom. And uh, I, I, it, it was it was fun, but it it always starts off as you have this idea and you know what you want to do, but by the time it gets to the air, it's like this is not the thing that it was supposed to be. But everyone puts their stuff on it, yeah. their notes, they you know what you should have some kids in the show. It's like I don't want to work with kids, and now yeah. you know. So and you end up with with the the thing that. Um, it, it was it's as close as you you know yeah whatever you could salvage yeah to start off with but you know like I said it but great opportunity it's it's um, I learned something in you know each project work with great people and I, I think that's that's the thing that I love about it is employing people that's yeah. that's the thing I love when you know you're doing a show and you like this motherfucker got a job it's <laughs> me yeah, yeah you know I love that and, and that's that's the Thing I, um, I heard you like take food off people's it. plates. Be like, you know, I'm the reason you're here. Right? So that's my broccoli right there. Oh, that's a good broccoli I bought you, bitch. <laughs> Is that your car? No, <laughs> <laughs> take full spin. That's your wife. Let me let me see her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, you, I, don't know you heard, I, love, I happen to love pussy. Um, oh, that's your pussy right there. That's actually my pussy. I bought that pussy and installed it. So. Pussy now. <laughs> I like the idea of you as a big gorilla pimp, like somehow at the top of this food chain with like a pimp stick, just bullying everybody. When the, in reality, what you said was, "It's lovely to be able to employ yes, people." That's, yeah, that's what I was yeah. trying to say. Yes, it's that's how we heard it. Yeah. So oh, you're such an aggressive it. person. Yeah, that's I how we heard what? it. <laughs> And did you feel like, well, the thing I was, you don't like, I, my impression of you is you'd be better off, like, on old Christine. Mm-hmm. First of all, the fact that you and Julia Louis Dreyfus were on the same show to me is, like, fucking insane. Yeah. Because you're both so fucking funny. Um, like, did you, that feels like 
like you like that just as much. Oh, of course. Because you can just come in and hit home runs. That was the best gig I've had in TV. Okay, that's what I figured. That was the best gig I've had. You know, didn't have to really, you know, think about the the, the writing because they would, you know, they they hand you a script. You're like, this shit's funny. Yeah. I'm happy with this, and then I get to play with Julia. Come on. Yeah. That was that was the best gig I've had in. Uh, the show that's what I thought because I was like, "Why she keep?" Well, I guess they just stopped doing the show, but yeah. But that seemed like a perfect yeah situation. Yeah. What about the worst gig? Do you have any true nightmare stories that happened to you over the years? Uh, I, you know, it was probably the first show I did. Steve Martin had this idea; he wanted to do a Ugh. show, right? The down. <laughs> Fuck. It's called the Not Say No More, Wanda. Jesus. That, Who wants to work with that? That's enough of no, a story that was, right there. That was the best part of it is that Steve Martin wanted, you know, wanted to work with me on something. So he put, put a cast together and we were doing sketches, but it was about um, depressing things. Everything that's, you know, just to bring you down, I guess, and make but make it funny. Was it sketches? It, it, was, it was yeah, it was bits. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, it, it, it was it was, it was on the air. It was bad. Yeah, we, I think it, it was, was depressing bad. on purpose. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's yeah. like a serious he's a, dude. He's now he's not. He's a wild yeah. and crazy guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. I know. No, he's, he's a wild crazy. Yeah, but that, that was that was hard because as we were shooting it, I was going, "This is going to be awful." This is not gonna work. Yeah, it's not awful when you know it's you can fucking just see the axe yeah, coming and you're like, like Ugh. oh boy. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. already on fire before you go in. Yeah, right. it's like, Ugh. Yeah. Well, how are you as a uh, what's your temperament like as uh, on your set? Like, are you do you ever get testy? Are you demanding? Are you so because you know if shit doesn't go if shit right. doesn't go your way a couple times you're like yeah. okay I'm gonna right. I'm coming into this shit <laughs> with my with the gun on my yeah. ankle in case I need it. Um, I, I just you know I, I just don't like wasting time, so that's that's when I get a little testy. Um, I uh, but but you I'm I'm very cool I'm very cool. It's like come on look we're in show business. This is a we have a great gig, you know. Yeah. So it's no need to be, you know, nasty to people. I don't, I don't tolerate, um, you know, producers or directors, whatever, talking down to the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like, look, if I'm not running around here yelling at people, you, you have no right to run around and yell at people. So again, yeah. I, I try to, you know, keep it jovial and everybody, you know, just, just, just get, just get. The did job you, did done. that come and naturally? Did that come naturally, or did that? Did you have to like? Because that's the thing is when you get these sort of jobs where you're yeah. in it's like none of us took like management class. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like I don't want to deal with people. Right. As a guy, especially, a lot of the only leadership you see is like coaches. So it's just like screaming at people, and you're like, "How should I be? I feel like I should not scream at people." Well, what are coaches? Uh, like basketball coaches and football coaches. No, it's not. That's not resonating with me. Well, you're. A, I didn't have a tap coach once. Yeah, no, you're. A, you're a dandy. Um, uh, so, did you feel like you had? Well, you had like. I think it's, a, it's just my temperament. I think. Yeah. 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 It is interesting that in Hollywood, everybody who's a good boss kind of accidentally lucked into being a good boss and everybody who's a piece of shit boss just it, none of it is because they went to Harvard Business School and figured out management strategies it's all just like that person was an asshole Wanda was nice everybody got lucky yeah it's also talent and then and then decide it's yeah but I don't think it's all I don't think everyone's there's plenty of people that are great and pieces of shit that's what I'm absolutely yeah, yeah. 
I'm glad that we agreed on that, that people can be pieces of shit. Um, and what do you I mean, do? You're very talented for Thanks very much. And I, I mean, mean, you've you, you worked on sets or been in a situation where the, the person was a piece of shit, right? It's not, it's not, yeah. it's not, yeah. it's, uh, it's embarrassing more than anything. Thank you. It, yeah. yeah. Cause you're just like, like, it's like getting yelled at by a parent where you're like, you know, I'm 40, right? <laughs> And that I don't love you like right. a parent. I, you know what's interesting? A, a dude on Chappelle one time, I snapped a little bit, and uh, I can sometimes be a piece of shit. Stop and, it, uh, you, you no, you're, serious, you're a nice person. Much. Listen to some of the old tapes. Um, and uh, and a dude, uh, a black dude named Charles, who was a sound guy, I kind of snapped at him, and he looked at me like, you know I'll fuck you up. <laughs> And after that, I never did it again. I was like, yeah, there, there are physical consequences to being a dick. Uh, and I'm glad it happened. You've, I've been giving you that look the whole time we've been doing this podcast. I know. For three I know, straight, straight years, I've been giving you that look. Yeah. You black. don't even see it when I do it. It seems just like a, like a little smile. He was a black dude older than me. And he literally, like, you know, I'll fuck you. Just sound yeah. some street shit. Like, I don't right. need this sound shit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Wanda, actually, speaking of black, I have a question for you. Yes. Today, oh, not to take it into a depressing area, but it, things are fucked up, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, I, I, you're an interesting person because you have three different perspectives of three different groups that are oppressed and under the gun. Mm-hmm. What is hardest, being a woman, being gay, or being black in America? For, for you, in your position, and also from your observation of what society is. Whack them. <laughs> you know, it, uh, at one point, I, I said that, you know, I did a joke about, you know, it's hard being gay than being black because, you know, I never had to come out black, you know. I never yeah. had to sit my parents down and say, Mom, yeah. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you this, but uh, yeah. I'm black. Yeah. Hope you still love me, you know. I tried to tell my parents that at one point. Yeah, yeah. they that. So... And and also because of you know the 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 laws and and with uh, gay and lesbians you know it's just like just felt like second class citizens. But now things are changing. Now we have you know marriage, but the thing we still don't have is um, uh, protection, like you know discrimination. Like you can get fired for being gay. Somebody can just say, you know what, you fired, get out of here. You know why? Because I don't like that. I don't like the homosexual thing. It's bugging me. Beat it. So has it have people said yes. we're in trials where people no, said well, that? No, not to me, but I mean, yeah. yeah, but it has that. that has I, happened. I heard Julie Louis Dreyfus fired him for that. <laughs> I don't know. That's so she didn't like Steve my Martin. Hair. Dude. And Steve she Martin didn't, she as well. Yeah. She didn't like my hair. She <laughs> um, no, yeah. So that you know, you know, but with being black, you know, people can't say I don't like black people. You're fired, but they still fire fire you, but they just won't say it. You know, yeah, they, yeah. So it's uh, across the board. It all it all sucks. I mean, you know, <laughs> we think, you know, women. You know, we have a hard time because it, uh, it's it's just. Uh, yeah, I got the trifecta here. I'm working. I got I got it. Well, all. I could yeah. cut your legs off, and you could have the, you could go for a triple double. Let me think about it. Yeah. Let me think about it. Did you just threaten to chop her legs, legs off? off? No, I offered to, oh, you, that was an offer. to bring okay. her into the next level no, of all you. of every but single you know, possibility. You can finally have an axe, you know what I mean? I know. Yeah. yeah. 
That's but, well, why both legs, though? You're right. I'm sorry about God. that. I overdid it. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I we could have. You could have gone with a foot. Yeah, you're right. I felt like the one foot would be Jeez. racist, so I thought two legs would, yeah, would have been a diabetes thing. Right? Yeah, I know. I got nervous. I'm sorry, Juan. I'm a big fan, and I just I overcommitted to the chopping off your legs bit. I, uh, Good Lord. That was rough. Um, what was your level of joy from the, the Supreme Court decision? Was I mean, did it feel like, God damn it, it's finally time, or was it just like a feeling of celebration? Oh, man. We, yeah, a lot of tears and just, you know, just... It, 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 it was great. It was awesome. It was just to, to go, man. I, like I turned to my wife, and I was like, "We're married in Texas. That's yeah. like in Texas. You get have you guys gone? To, and then there was one text, and was like, "No, you ain't." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I'm not gonna go try it, you know." But uh, yeah, right, you're, we're not gonna go to yeah, Texas. Yeah, we're not gonna push it. We ain't gonna go acting all married, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the, the moment Texas, you get the text, yeah, you yeah, shiver yeah, hand away. Don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Yeah. Act normal. Yeah. But I, there's so much momentum in the in with gay rights. Like I, mm. I can't remember a movement in like five years having that much, like just a right. leap. Right. And and I feel like. Is it? Do you think it's even possible for women and or black people to have the same leap? Here's the thing. Uh, with the gay rights movement, um, at the end of the day, it's a lot of white men. You know? Right. So it's hard for white men to discriminate against each other. You know, at the That's end of the day, white guys are going, ah, but he's one of us. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so you, so you that's, yeah, that's so a moves. fascinating point. That's yeah, fascinating. so that's, that's why I believe it's moving a little with. faster. Because <laughs> I don't think white men look at gay men as white men. I think they look at them as gay men, honestly. Well, so they don't still, know that they're gay, but I mean, still they're white guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The power structure is not inverted in the same way. You don't have the completely and, disempowered trying to fight for change at the top of the pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, I well, yeah, and I guess there are some extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there, there's a lot. Of, I mean, Oprah and Ellen. I mean, that's those are pretty. Those are heavy hitters. Uh, Oprah's not gay, but a lot of them. But um, uh, it, I swear to God, in my head, she was so gay until that I she was out. She already... She's like literally so out, like as out as Ellen. And then I realized, like, oh wait a minute, she's not. She's not out at all. She might not even be. I don't. I guess. I guess she's not gay. But do you know anything that we don't know? Is it maybe the break? Yeah, she's not. She loves dick the way you love pussy. Well, yeah. It's shocking that you're not engaging in this humor right now. Because to the, the Oprah is just Oprah. It's not. I know. I, she's I her own gender and her yes, own sexuality. Yes, yes, right. yes, That's like asking you're a hundred percent right. It's like asking is God gay or straight? Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? God doesn't need exactly. to tell you. you God just yeah. exists. It makes me uncomfortable. I can't. Yeah. No. It, like you don't even want to look at me right now, just in no. case <laughs> Oprah should strike me down. <laughs> that would be crazy if Oprah crashed through the ceiling right now. Who's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been talking shit? Don't don't tempt her. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tempt her. She could be listening. You know she could. She I would be if she was a, if she listened to the champs. That would make me so happy. We got like a tweet from. I'd at, still at rather Oprah. have Eddie Murphy than Oprah though. On the on the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I really would. Yeah. That because okay. Oprah does shit. Eddie doesn't do anything. 
I didn't know it was about booking. I was just thinking like, if, <laughs> I like the idea of Oprah in a palatial mansion, just like listening to our episode of like listening to like our, our Donnell Rawlings episode. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. actually, Larry was yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but what do you think that how do you, how do you think that other the other groups the the uh, females and and black people could have the same. Momentum. You well, don't even think it's that, possible. On that question, though, didn't in the in the '60s wasn't the change between like the Selma march and you know the end of segregation? What didn't that happen in pretty rapid succession after a hundred years of trying and trying and trying? That okay. We're gonna. I'm gonna pile on this. We're never gonna let you answer. We're just gonna keep. Okay. Yeah. Questions. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Um, the thing that about about civil rights thing was a lot of the laws were passed in '65. But white people fought them for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost like schools weren't really integrated until like 75. Well, they're fighting the gay marriage. Well, so that's right what I are you, are you concerned about that with gay marriage? Um, yeah. I mean, they, they are still fighting it. And, you know, there, there was in some states, the uh, governors or, or the whatever, the mayors were telling the county clerks not to issue... You know, marriage licenses, like uh, I can't say licenses. So, yeah, that that is a concern. But you know, it, it's it's the law. They ha- they're gonna eventually have to do it, and to and to change it, uh, it's it's just. I, I think Americans are just so far ahead of it. You know, yeah. like it's like guys, come on, let's, there's there's more shit to take care of. Let's let this go. It, we okay, we lost this. We'll let it go, and you know, move on to other stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like you. It's it's the issue that uh, you know conservatives use to not talk about other stuff, the real stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and what is there? Uh, this is a weird question, and maybe you won't even be able to answer it. But I mean, is there a part of of every experience? I mean, because you have the trifecta: black, gay, mm-hmm. woman. Is there a part of every experience of progression and joy on one level when the Supreme Court uh, decision comes out? And at the same time, you know, we're in this place yeah, where a little bit of sweetness, like I can't fully yeah. celebrate right. because my uh, other culture right. is, is right. burning. It's like, it's like, yay, you know, we're, we're, we're now married in, in Texas. Ah, but I can't get an abortion. <laughs> right, yeah. You right. know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Oh wait, no! Yeah. I can get an abortion. Oh, but I can't drive to the clinic because I'll get pulled over right, by yeah, the right, police officer right. who may be a murderer. Exactly. There's all kinds of issues. Yeah. Uh, did you did you feel like you were kind of thrust because you were sort of you came out in a sort of inadvertent way, right? Yeah, I was uh, performing in Vegas, and there was a, a rally for um, uh, to protest the passing of, of Prop Eight. So it was a national. A protest day, and uh, you know, and I so I went to the rally in Vegas, and I'm standing out there at the Gay and Lesbian Center, and like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, want our rights, blah blah. And the woman got up, and uh, who was the head of head of the Gay and Lesbian Center? She was like, "There's someone out here in the crowd, and she's a big <laughs> supporter of, uh, she loves of, of yeah. our community. She's a big supporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's always she's a big supporter of our community, and we just want to say thank you to her. And and I'm like looking around, going, "Is Drew Barrymore out here? What the hell? Wanda, Wanda, Wanda. it's you. Wanda's Drew, gay, everybody. Drew, Drew Barrymore." And no, and then uh, and then she said, so I want to, you know, I hate to put her on the spot, but can she come up and say a few words? And she said, Wanda Sykes. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. I was not ready for this. 
And I went up and just everything I said just, you know, just came out. I just Did you have out. a different plan to come out or you just were never even going to? No, I, I was just, fig- I just figured, you know, eventually, you know, people know. I mean, it's, I, um, I was talking about it, I think, in my act by then. Yeah. And, yeah, and, uh, you know, everyone who knew me knew. They, you know, met my wife and all, so I just thought that I would just, I wasn't going to make a big deal about it. I thought that, you know, it would just be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's when Wanda, you know, she got married, she's, you know, lesbian, but, uh, you know, so after the rally, I get back to the hotel, and I'm on the CNN scroll. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus, I better call my mom. <laughs> but it is interesting. Break the news. <laughs> It's interesting because there's like it's like these three different generations that were sort of we can see them all happening. One is the generation of Hollywood uh, sort of celebrities that feel the need to either hide or just not talk about it, mm-hmm. and then we're now sort of transitioning into this area of actors and actresses that feel that are you know coming out very dramatically and proudly, and eventually we'll probably clink over uh, back to nobody needs to come out exactly. anymore because right. there's nothing to come out to because everybody can do what they want. Right. Right, so, yeah, that would be cool. And it'll happen. I mean, that's what I think. And I, I, would, I was thinking about this the other day, like, as with the black community, the gay community. I'm a Jew, so I think about this all the time. The culture of uh, dy- dynamism that's created from oppression. Like, the reason I think that Jews have so much stuff going on and there's so much great black music and so much great, uh, you know, theater from the gay community and everything else is because when you're oppressed, you pop out this creative expression. Mm -hmm. Is there a world, a future world, where all oppression is gone and things get very boring? No. (laughs) No. No, there's always going to be oppression. Don't don't worry. Thank you. But do you think do you think there's any truth to that that some of the dynamism of the gay community and the black community is really created from yeah, having a, the I, hardship? I, I think so. I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, just look at the comics. The ones who come from dark backgrounds and had some bad shit happen to them, they turn out to be pretty funny. Yeah, you, but you had you had a fairly stable upbringing, right? Very stable upbringing. Parents still together. You know. You know. So why are you class. why are you funny? Um, that trifecta must be the trifecta. I, maybe you know it could it could could have been that it could have been you know hiding the you know my sexuality maybe that maybe that, maybe from that but yeah. then my family's just they're just funny yeah they're no, funny I guess. people and and also you know uh, even though we had a good upbringing there was still a lot of racial you know yeah racial shit that we had to go through yeah you're very you know? lucky you went through that yeah so okay. yeah that pain. <laughs> Yeah, it was the cr- crazy stuff. Like you just, we would just be standing out, you know, out, out on, on the curb waiting for the school bus, and white people would just drive by, you know, and just yell "nigga" for no reason, just just "nigga" drive bys, just you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that yeah. ruined your day, you know. You're like, oh, yeah. well, I'm going well, to school, and it's like "nigga." Like, <laughs> But really? to, yeah, to their credit, if you're in the car, it'll make your day. It's a really fun game. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. It's a give and take thing. Right. Like, what's not about your day? You know what I mean? What yeah. about my day? What about your day? Right. I'd also like to point out that's the I'm only sorry. thing that almost got the plot break this whole it. thing. It's kind of great <laughs> saying the N-word is for white people as we drive by. Um, and I include myself in white people in that when I say we drive by. 
Uh, yeah, that's before hip hop too. So there's mm-hmm. no like, there's oh, no I'm reason. Talking, like, yeah, like late sixties, early seventies. Did you and what kind of did you get bust to the to white schools mm-hmm. or did you you? No, didn't enforce it. Where are you from? Virginia. From Virginia. Yeah. And did it? Does it feel like the South in Virginia? Or did it oh feel yes. Like, yeah. Yes. I I recently went home to visit my parents, and uh, I think I counted. Four Confederate flags on my way down there. Yeah. That was in your parents' house, right? <laughs> well, I, I told yeah. my dad. I said, yeah. Dad, yeah. Dad, come on. It's <laughs> over, Dad. Hey, He's dad, like, yeah. it's heritage. Dad, hey, yeah. you're black, Dad. Yeah. Uh, it's a good flag. It's like an attractive flag. <laughs> and he loved Dukes of Hazard. So well, I get it. I mean, speaking of the kind of juxtaposition between trauma and pro- progress, that was so crazy to me that, like, there was this, that hor- there was a horrifying violent act that happened in that church, and then almost all of a sudden everybody popped out of because of how horrifying that was people popped out of their collective illusion that it was in any way okay to have that right. flag flying exactly. that was a kind of progressive that movement was that great. happened I'd never seen anything happen like that before uh, it was just crazy it was like everybody was in a dream state and then go oh of oh, course we should take this exactly. fucking thing off what are we thinking yeah. Yeah, yeah there was still yeah the fact that that kept going was such a weird and such everybody would be would participate in it like oh no it's about heritage yeah. it's a, and everybody's like but we know we have history books yeah, yeah. I've been doing a joke that uh, that white supremacists are generally speaking the least supreme white people you ever seen <laughs> it's, it's like, the truth and I, I always said that just in conversation like the white pride people would be hilarious if it wasn't for the fact that every five years they do something fucking incredibly scary and dangerous mm-hmm. like they're so stupid but it doesn't matter because they they like to also hurt people. They sure do, Moshe. It's cr- yeah. You know, guys. Um, again, this is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible, um, and you did the correspondence center, right? Yeah, I did that. How was that? That was cool. That was. Uh, uh, it, it, I was like in a. Did you work for the? Yeah. Did you work for the FBI or the um, NSA? Oh, you NSA. No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Because most our our model snitches get stitches. I I bought the equipment for the snitches. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like a fence. You're a fence. That was my job. No, you really worked for the NSA. Yeah. Oh wow! Before Before the late eighties, right? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and then yeah, I started on comedy while I was while I was there. Yeah, that was my job. I would buy stuff, buy equipment. That is, that's what Mr. What is equipment like? Mics? What is? Well, you know. Like fake mustache and shit like that. Find a bulk. I got a mustache guy and sing. Somebody's like, fire the fucking comedian. She keeps bringing back twirly mustaches. Did you get a job at the NSA? Because I lived in Maryland. It's like if you when you live in that that region, you end up working for the government somehow. You know how many people have top secret clearance now? Nine hundred thousand people. Have topsy in the because there was a front line about it about the whole NSA how big it is now yeah nine hundred thousand people have topsy I'm just concerned with the idea that the only reason you the only requirement for getting hired at the NSA is living in Maryland that's very <laughs> very yeah. for our secret well my dad well, my dad was a, you know he's an army he was a, he's a retired colonel so uh, I was you know in that community I guess and did and so how was the 
the correspondence center for you? Was it? Do you have a relationship with the Obamas now, or do you just sort of are cool with them? Um, yeah, you know, we hang out, play cards. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we talk. We're not close, close, but we do <laughs> hang out. That wasn't surprising enough that no, you would no, no. uh, no, I, I have not had contact with them since the dinner. Oh, yeah, oh did something so. weird happen after the dinner? No, 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 nothing weird happened at all. Nothing weird happened. I, you know what? I messed up because I probably could be uh, chummy with the first lady. I probably could have been, but I was so focused on uh, my set, you know. So I, so I was sitting there and we were eating, and she was next to me, sitting right next to me. And I'm going through my material, going, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to rearrange the order. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm just going through. And she was trying to have a conversation. She's like, so Wanda. I don't want to talk about healthy like, food. And I was like, this, hey, hey. I'm no, that Seth, mindset, Seth had the exact I'm same busy. experience where yeah. she wants to talk, and you're like, I can't, no, I, I, no, can't, I can't, I, now yeah. it's not the time, yeah, lady. Right, right. That is the truest expression of being a comedian, though. Like, the most intriguing person in the world is sitting yeah. next to you going, like, hey, do you want to talk? You're like, I have to not bomb. Yeah. That's yeah, what's right. important right. right now. Right, exactly. Yeah, like, history, schmistery. Yeah, yeah. Right. this is not important. And, you and, are not important. Right. And this was her first dinner. You know, right. this was the first one, so she probably has. Meanwhile, she has the same story. Like, why the like, kept trying to talk to me, and yeah, I was yeah, trying right. to be like, trying to be <laughs> important and good looking. Was working on my set. Uh, and did you? Find, I don't remember how you did. You did oh, I, I set, right? Did he kill? Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? There wasn't there. You did some. Oh, you did a Rush Limbaugh joke. Right. That everybody got I, upset. I like the, the Rush Lim, Limbaugh joke was good. It was re, it really good. It, it killed in the room. Yeah. Um, it was a tag that I did that I shouldn't have. Uh, what was the tag? It was just about how he wants the country to fail. And I said, and blah, 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 blah. And I said, I hope your kidneys fail. Uh, <laughs> what was the part that you shouldn't have said? <laughs> You fat motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you fat motherfucker. That would be amazing, actually, if you said that at the correspondence dinner. That would be so great. Turn the camera. And so what are you doing? You're just doing mostly stand-up now? Yeah, mostly stand-up. You know, I'm one of the uh, EPs on uh, Last Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, made you do? Yeah, you kind of resurrected the show, correct? It was kind of gone-ish. Right. You bought the rights. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, my production company, who I with uh, Paige Hurwitz, we uh, have a, a first look deal with NBC. So they came to us and said, hey, look, we want to bring back Last Comic. Would you guys take it over? And we we're like, well, you know, only if you'll make these changes. So well, what changes change. can you talk about? Um, invitational only. We did, it was like, we just don't want to open the doors and anybody walk Because it don't waste people's time, yeah. you know. Um, and, and train wreck comedy is just not good. Yeah. Well, I don't think you should talk about Shimmer's movie like that. But oh, right. Right. Yeah. So, you know what? She has now owned, she owns that word now. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure. Much. Yeah. Whenever you say, did you want to think of the movie? She anyway. might own NBC at this point. She's, She's doing very well. So Have they written right any now. articles about Shimmer? Did I you hear what Shimmer said, by the way? Did you hear what Shimmer said? No, what she said. I don't know, but it, with one epic tweet, she summed up. <laughs> she put feminism ahead. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, even she thinks it's stupid now. She thinks well, it's not, but it's yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Um, oh, so, last comic, mm-hmm. did you on any level like? Is there any part of you before you got into it that it sounds like the answer is yes? Where it's just like, okay, this is a good format for people to get exposure, right, but also right. like. I roll, what is a contest, what is this for, reality TV, how does it all fit into 
into making a co the comic art be exposed more. Well, the thing that hey, you that made don't ever say comic art again. Go ahead. Um, the, <laughs> didn't work in that the world. That they got us to do it was you're right. Um, it, it, it's a great platform to put comedians out there, and that's that's pretty much it. And we wanted, you know, we make sure they look good. We're not gonna. Um, you're not trying to hurt anybody's career. We're just trying to, you know, elevate people. So, um, yeah, that and uh, we we said America can't vote because we don't, you know. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. That's that's great. Not that allowed. is great. Um, Fuck so America. It's just, yeah, it's just the three judges. Who were the three judges this year? This season is Roseanne Barr, Keenan Ivory Wayans, and Norm McDonald. I heard right. Norm is incredibly he, mean this year. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the best television I'm telling you he's, he's so good he's really good and uh, and Anthony Jesselnick is the host he's killing it so yeah, yeah. Um, and what is your do you have a what was your last special that aired I think it was 2009 I'm gonna be me and I, I, it's time for another one that was your second yeah. uh, HBO one that was what, what, did, what, what sick and tired was I think that was my first HBO and then uh, I Will Be Me was the second one. But have before you, that, I did, what, uh, Tongue and Tide. I think that was, com yeah, that was a Comedy Central hour. Yeah. So you've done three so far? Yeah. yeah total. Am I missing something? No, that's I, a, I, I think, think that's three. right. I think it's three, yeah. I have a question, not to mm -hmm. jump it back to the, but this is related to stand-up comedy, but also to being gay. Do you think there's Are a you reason? sick of talking about being gay? That's the question. Okay, go ahead. That is a good question. No, I, yeah, it's like you always I'm get... I'm just waiting for us to get to the sexy part. When am I going to talk about me being so sexy? Uh, oh, 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 we, we are. Oh, great. We didn't know we were allowed to talk about that. <laughs> Where did we start? Yeah, the they shoes. The shoes like. are great. Okay. Yeah. Actually, it seems to me like you have beautiful little like toes, just gorgeous little slender <laughs> toes that you just want to sort of nibble upon and like... Uh, Jeez. You don't seem like you're enjoying this one. Let's I don't go back to the gay talk. Okay, so why do you think that uh, that most of the big gay stand-ups have been uh, women? Why do you First think of all, let me say I can't believe you asked that because I really wanted to ask that. Oh. Wow. Why do I think that? Do you have an idea why that is? No. No, I don't. And you were asking about, like, the, and there haven't been very many big... Gay male stand-ups out of the closet, famous gay male stand-ups. I can't. Yeah, I can't think of one off the top. Just, yeah, I can't Scott know. Thompson. Yeah, but he's not not famous, big. Not big Sorry, guys. Canada. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a weird thing because when you yeah. think about the whole power dynamics of society, first you think, oh well, the, the, the people encourage men to be funnier, and then you think of when you think of. You know, stereotypical like the gay the gay community you think all oh, well, the men are these catty funny guys and uh -huh. the women can be dour or whatever whatever the bullshit that you believe and it's very interesting to think like the big stand-ups that have popped out and become really big have pretty much all been lesbian women yeah in mm -hmm. terms of in terms of like gay comedy it's mostly women and then there's also a thing of like the funniest, a lot of the funny female comics have been. I feel like half of half of the like to me, my top ten half are gay. Hmm. I, Again, brought to you by Audible.com. Everybody, I don't know. I do. I have a theory about that. I don't think so. It's yeah. I don't know. Interesting. It's interesting. 
Yeah, it is interesting. There's something there, obviously, but I don't know what it is. Um, and do you have a? Th- what is your your writing? You know, now like Louis does special every year, and mm-hmm. people do specials every two year, whatever. Do you have a schedule? No, you have I, a- I, I just know it. I, I just go, okay. You know what? Mm, I got about about an hour and a, and a half of really solid material. Yeah, okay. This this feels right. It has just to feel like. Then I go, okay, I'm, I'm ready. And you don't ready mind doing do an hour and a half special? No, because Chris I'm, says, I'm, I'm like, I'll be me was an hour and a half. And Chris you know, was like, I'm, he's like, I'm never doing it more than an hour again. Yeah. It's like, because you don't, he goes, first of all, because. Yeah, you, we we didn't know what to cut. And, and, and it didn't, it felt like an hour. And you go, oh, damn, that was an hour yeah, and a half. So, right. yeah, but yeah, I, of course, I would rather keep it an hour. But you've done, you've done four, four specials in almost 30 years, right? So you must have turned. You must have turned stuff over repeatedly and tossed stuff out that oh, never yeah. made it. Yes. What's your process yeah. like? What's your writing process like? What's your process of tossing stuff out? And especially mm-hmm. once you've done a special, what do you do? You wait to go on the road until yeah, you know it. Yeah. yeah. So I do you write in a vacuum or do you go to clubs? What do you do? Pretty much in a vacuum. Yeah. yeah. You just sit down and write mm-hmm. jokes. Or it, it just hits me. You know, mm-hmm. something I'll, I'll think of something or and, and everything. Um, all my bits, they it's you know it, it comes from someplace. Uh, in grounded in reality, you know. So if something happens, I go, oh, you know what? Okay, that's funny, and I'll I'll, I'll jot it down. Um, but yeah, it's it's when I hit the stage when it's it's when I you know find out if it's funny or not. But um, yeah, but then in the process of tossing stuff out. So you have a high batting average. I have the shittiest batting average <laughs> in terms of like knowing what will work or not. I'll write you mean you write a joke and think I, it'll be like, funny? Literally then, 80% of my shit doesn't work. Really? When I find that hard like, to believe. Like, I'll go on stage. I know, because I'm such a good writer, you guys. Um, but <laughs> but no, I, that, no that, that it's 80%, not 95, 99%. I've seen your act. I know. Even your bangers are bad. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I did mean, because you're such a writer. I know, like, but, I, so but well some stuff just fucking doesn't, doesn't fucking... Do you write on stage at all? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I, I love when I'm like, I head down a, a road. I go, oh, I got nothing for this. Why did I bring <laughs> this topic up? And I'm just, I just run my mouth, and, and then luckily enough, I'm, you know, I'll find a joke. But you're also in an interesting position because you're famous enough that people who are coming to see you generally have paid a lot of money to be at that show. Mm-hmm. So you fucking around on stage. It's yeah. like, oh shit! I can't really do this too long. Exactly. I can't waste these people's money. Exactly, they have higher uh, ex- expectations. So you think it's higher? It's not uh, more patience. No, you think it's higher. No. So no. the thing about like, if you're famous, you get three free minutes. Free. That's about it. Yeah, that is only yeah. That's only three minutes. I mean, that's where you work your new material out at the casino that they paid a hundred dollars to see you. Right. Um, and so you're, are you? Do you have a plan for a new one? Like you're going yeah, to Yeah, I, I think uh, next year. Next year I'll, I'll, I'll be ready. Um, mm-hmm. All right, good. Yeah. Uh, I think we should wrap it up. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, this has been really fun. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thanks for yeah. having yeah, me. Yeah, no. Thank I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. comedy. Um, do you want to talk about what we've been doing? Uh, what have we been doing? No, just like why we haven't done an episode? Yeah, well, I've been, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, why don't you, can, if you want to leave, you can leave. <laughs> All right, good. All right, good. All right, good. 
No, I will. I'll tell one night. I'll, Neil and I were both in Europe for quite a while, and I was in. Uh, yeah, I was in America Europe. doesn't get what we are doing. We got so many angry tweets, which I do appreciate, and it was a long time. But think of it like this: it was three months we haven't done an episode in. But think of it like this was that. It's was more a, than that. It's like four. Well, just think of it like it was a season. That our last season was over. We went on hiatus. Yeah, and now we're back. You we guys. worked on other projects. Yeah, we we had to get to work. I had a I had a, a movie to do. Neil, what was it? What was? Uh, is it going to be called Two Lander or Zoolander Two? I think it might actually be called both. The truth is, and I don't know the actual answer. Two Lander colon Zoolander Two, kind of a thing. I think it might be. Yeah, but uh, I was in Rome for three months. Yeah, working on that. That was really fun. And uh, any highlights? Yeah, I mean, I was in the film, which yeah. was fun. I got to play an English uh, chimney sweep, uh, like, you know, right. a classic sort of uh, role yeah, I'm sure. that I play over and over again, and uh, that was cool. You seemed so British. Well, it, what, was, what was very high stress about it was uh, I had to get the accent down. Right? Uh, did you really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Did I, you just do the Dick Van... Dick Van Dyke. No, I wanted to go in a different direction than Dick Van Dyke. I wanted to go a little bit more real, and so I was like, had, I was nervous because I don't, I'm not a voices guy. So I was like, uh, okay, I, I had a dinner with like a weird Cockney guy in Rome. You know, I offered to buy him spaghetti if he would just do this line <laughs> with me, and uh, specifically spaghetti. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't afford anything else. So we lady in the tramped across the table. Yeah, I gave him a smooch, and he said, "And that's how you, and that's how you do Cockney." Um, he misunderstood Cockney, but anyway. <laughs> So I was working on it, working on it, working on it, and then there was a scene where I didn't really have a line, uh, but I was sort of greeting Owen Wilson, so I was just sort of like, oh, and so kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh, Ben Stiller comes up to me, and I, and I didn't really have a line, but he goes, um, I think you need to work on the accent. <laughs> and I hadn't said anything. And I go, oh, uh, really? Because I... I uh, I've been working on the accent. I took a man out to spaghetti, and he's like, and he was like, oh, okay, then you got it. No, yeah. he goes, he goes, oh, okay, well, do it for me. And this is like just, uh, it's a different thing. The worst. And I go, oh, 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 okay, <laughs> and I do the line, and he goes, yeah, I think you still need to work on the accent, man. And I was like so nervous, and then finally, I did the, I did the scene, and it's literally, I mean, there's a. Hippopotamus in the scene, Susan Sarandon's in the scene, Kiefer Sutherland's in the scene. It's fucking insane. Yeah, Christine, there's a lot going on, and uh, it's really. I don't. You shouldn't say what. No, no, no. It's really funny. But, uh, but um, I was. I, I did the line. I didn't know if I did well. And Kiefer Sutherland, after right when they go, Kiefer, you can go home. He turns to me and he goes. That was really good, man. To <laughs> 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 like, ah! <laughs> come true. So yeah, Wanda Sykes, Wanda Sykes, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Wanda. Thanks, Wanda. Um, so, Keith Sutherland has one of those voice boxes now. The lady, the fucking I yeah, one of years. The, yeah, one of those voice boxes that comes from drinking. Um, I was, um, I was, I directed a commercial. For Nike, if I could just say, it's has anybody seen it? It's really good. Like it's, it's pretty. Good. You I did mean, a good job. The, the risk of being a modest, it's fucking pretty awesome. No, it's and awesome. I don't say it like it was just an awesome opportunity. It, you know, the best ever. The I thought it was going to be like a boon for getting guests for champs because uh, Serena Williams in it, Kobe's in it, Richard Sherman's in it. Um, Kobe's number I didn't get. Uh, if you can believe it, and. Um, 
Serena, I feel like, could would still maybe do it. Richard Sherman um, would be great. I texted a bunch of times, and uh, last time I texted, I was like, hey, are you going to be in L.A. at all? And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be there during the ESPYs. And I was like, I'd like could, do you think I could interview you for an hour? Dead silence. Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard back. A true classic. A true classic. That's a classic move that people like to move. do. Uh, oh. Perspective guests. Uh, so, so that's, he was doing that and I was doing the Nike thing, but now we're back, we're everybody. Back. Uh, and there will be fresh episodes, you know, however often we do. What do we do? Every two and a half weeks? Every two and a half weeks, but we're, we're back, we're back in town. Uh, I have other news. Yeah. Oh, life. yeah, you're, yeah, tell them. Since we are champs listeners, I got, I got engaged. I'm engaged to be yeah. married. Yeah. So. <laughs> So we walked through the entirety of my... I mean, I feel like when we started, I was still out there in these streets, right? Mm-hmm. Out here fucking these Don't fucking hood rats, man. Going on fucking uh, Craigslist and shit. Yeah, I, was it really? Was I at that level? Yeah, the David Alger thing, you said Craigslist. Oh, yeah, man. Golly. <laughs> well, that's all over with now. And, uh, and I bought a house, too. So things are going well. What? Yeah. From just off Zoolander? Yeah, Zoolander, yeah. They, just they, the money? No, they paid me in-house. <laughs> I didn't get one paycheck. It's just Ben Stiller. He forklifted a house over to yeah. my place. It's a very small place. Um, no, but anyway, yeah. Are you guys all Canadian? Oh, some are. All right, so, but I'm, yeah, thanks for coming. This is like a total shock that anyone's here. Uh, but thank you very much. Uh, and I'm trying to think what else we need. Well, why don't we quit very quickly do, since... We're, why don't we just very quickly, if you'll forgive us, let's just, we're going to, let's do an intro with dates and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I have any dates, but yeah. Okay. I actually don't have any dates either. Yeah, let's not do that. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been fucking with the chance. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah! yeah. Now, you're fucking with the chance. I'm gonna die. 
Fall off from your eye. Oh, 